Friday, and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host for one more day, Sage Miller. Today on The Daily Buzz, we're talking about basketball. Well, actually, Joel Cardenas and Andy Larson from the Tribune's How About That Jazz podcast will talk about the Jazz's playoff match against the Dallas Mavericks. That series starts this weekend on the road in Texas. This is Joel Cardenas, co-host and moderator of the How About This Jazz podcast for the Salt Lake Tribune. Joining me is Salt Lake Tribune Detail Jazz beat writer Andy Larson. Andy, well, let's talk about this series against the Mavs. So we found out on Thursday that Luca is likely not going to play. He's going to be out for game one, possibly game two. We'll see, but for sure game one. Just starting off, does that really change anything for the Jazz's game plan? Because Dallas is still a pretty formidable foe without Luca. Obviously not as not as strong, but still will give the Jazz problems, right? Yeah, you know, I think with their ability to defend the perimeter, especially they allowed the fewest threes in the NBA last year, um, or I should say this year. And then, you know, I think they do still have multiple ball handlers that can give the Jazz problem. But that being said, you look at kind of the talent discrepancy in this series. And without Luka Doncic, an all-NBA player, the Jazz probably have the three or four best players in the series, thanks to Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, and even Boyan Bogdanovich. So they really probably should have the firepower to overpower the Mavs without Luka Doncic available. And and that's what's going to be really interesting to see is if the Jazz are playing their best with their talent, they, they should win the series easily when Luka Doncic isn't available. It's just kind of whether or not they can overcome the tactical and kind of mental challenges that Dallas can present. We've seen Donovan Mitchell have both his up and downs this season. I think, you know, ups, we saw a great December from him. But downs, we've seen sometimes in clutch games or clutch situations, I just say, he kind of, yeah, there's moments where he just kind of seems to, whether it's make a bad choice or just kind of fade out. For the playoffs, it's time, obviously, for him to step up what do you think he has to do differently? Is it making just better choices? Is it just continuing to, to go to the basket? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we should point out that Donovan's been an awesome playoff performer, certainly over the last three seasons. And and so that's what, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's kind of able to get to that 50-point um, scoring ability that we can we have seen. But I do think that when Donovan is at his best, he's putting the least pressure on himself to score. You know, like I think when he is making himself a playmaker, when he's getting into the paint and finding open guys, whether that's center Rudy Gobert or Bojan Bogdanovic or Mike Conley on the perimeter, that's when the Jazz's offense can really start humming and is kind of move around as, as much as it does. So, you know, I think that's kind of where the Jazz can find the most success. And it's funny, you know, uh, Donovan talks so much about how important this game, these games are and how much he wants to win but he might be best served by kind of putting less of that pressure on himself, more working with his teammates and figuring out, Hey, how do we get a great shot rather than how do I get a shot off? And and, and that has kind of been a problem for the jazz in the, in the fourth quarter over the last couple of weeks. We'll see if he can turn it around. Like I said, he certainly has in the playoffs before, but it's just kind of one of those things that we'll, we'll have to wait until see until Saturday. Last question. We all know that the stars got to shine in crunch situations and in playoff time. So we know Mitchell, we know Rudy Gobert will have to step up. But if you give me just one other jazz player not named Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert that really for this series in particular has to step it up, whether it's offense or defense. I think it's Mike Conley for me. Beyond Donovan and Rudy, Mike Conley is going to be guarding Jalen Brunson, probably their second bit, you know, biggest scoring threat. And when Mike Conley is at his best, when he's making his threes, when he's distributing to other players, and he can be a strong defender as well, I think he raises his team ceiling to a new level, you know, to what we saw during the regular season last year when, you know, they they were the best regular season team in the NBA, um, had the best record. 
he wasn't healthy for most of that Clipper series. In fact, for all of the Clipper series, only played in one game in that series and, and was really kind of hampered by that hamstring injury. So if he can play well and, and, and kind of make an impact on the game, I think that's where the Jazz's talent starts to become really overwhelming and Dallas is going to have a hard time dealing with it. Andy, thanks for your time. Remember to catch Andy's articles, also uh, the triple teams, uh, Eric Walden's pieces. Uh, how about this jazz newsletter, the podcast, all on sltrip.com. And looking forward to a fun playoffs. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Next, if driving I-15 South scares you like it does me, you're not alone. Innovation Lab reporter Caitlin Bancroft set out to discover if Utah drivers are really that bad. If you live in Utah... Chances are you've heard someone complain about the state's bad drivers. Maybe you've even made those complaints yourself. But is there any truth to the claim that Utah drivers are worse than drivers in other states? The data is somewhat contradictory. In 2021, Utah took number six on a list of worst drivers created by insurance comparison website QuoteWizard. The site analyzed over 2 million insurance quotes to determine which states have the best and worst drivers. However, not all data casts Utah in a bad light. A 2020 ranking compiled by demographic data website World Population Review actually gives Utah the best ranking in the nation on its bad driving index. Personal opinions vary widely as well. One Provo resident said driving in Utah is a stressful experience. But a Salt Lake City resident feels there are bad drivers everywhere. Perhaps it's a little more noticeable in Utah, he said, because the state is home to people from all over the country. You can read Caitlin's full story at sltrip.com. And if you're impressed by Caitlin's reporting, consider subscribing to the Innovation Lab newsletter lab notes. Finally, Tribune reporter Tamara Kemsley follows the journey of an Afghan native trying to bring his family home to Utah. When Ahmed made the decision to become an interpreter for the U.S. Army, he knew he was risking everything. After serving four years with the U.S. Army, he moved to Utah for his safety. But with the Taliban takeover in Afghanistan, his family back home has been forced into hiding because of his ties with the U.S. military. You can read about his full journey on sltrib.com. And that's it for today. You can find new episodes of The Daily Buzz on your favorite podcast app. Today's episode was edited by the one and only Joel Cardenas. And shout out to the Salt Lake City band, The Pelicans, for our music. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Monday.